Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. testimony. Amen. Today we have people in the house who want to tell God that they are grateful for providing for them and some of them is divine provision. Some of them is miracle money. And I just want you to open up your hearts, pick out your amen baskets and then spread them so that as you are hearing the testimonies, you'd also receive. Amen. They did things like we do regularly in church and God was faithful to bless them and as you hear their testimonies God will remember you too amen put your hands together for our first testimony from Tina of the Greater Love Gospel Choir provision for my fees during the mid-semester exams by the okay. prayers of our mother. Wow. How many of you here, you, you have school fees issues? Or you know somebody who has school fees issues? Or maybe you don't have this year, but the way next year, like you can see that next year, some of you first years, you've never even found a hostel yet because, but I want you to be attentive to this testimony. Because God can use anybody to meet you at your need. Amen. So Tina, tell us about the testimony. So before the mid-semester exams, I wasn't done paying my fees. And because of that, I wouldn't have been able to write all my papers. Yeah. So that morning, I entered the exams hall and my index number was on no seat. Meaning hey. that I can't write. Yes. So I went to the accounts office to check and then to plead. But so now the woman said she cannot do anything about it. And then I left. When I, when I was coming back to the hall, I met my head of department. And I told her about it. And then immediately she was like, ah, why didn't you tell me? Hey. Like, it's not like she knows me from anywhere. I She's just, not your mother. No. She's not your auntie. No She's not your relative. Nothing. Okay. And like, why didn't you tell me? Immediately you left the exams hall. So she went into her purse. And then she took out the money, the full amount that was left. Then she... Hey! A head of department <laughs> took out the full amount of money that was left for her fees and just gave it to her just like that. I don't know why you're sitting down like you cannot see that this is the Lord's doing. Hey! <laughs> oh, wow. And what happened? So she gave me the money. 
money and then immediately as soon as she went pay and gets clear that day I had two papers the first paper I wasn't able to write but she made provisions for me to write later wow. and then the second paper I was able to write it wow I think she put your hands together for the Lord that the Lord is going to use to bless you at all. Like, who would have thought that an HOD? I mean, you God, you know your HOD. Do you even know your HOD's name? Hmm. And Tina was saying that she didn't just give you the school fees. That was not all. What, what again happened? Like, um, after that, I remember mommy prayed that that week. She doesn't know how people are going to eat. She feels like yes. people will not be sorted for the week. So she prayed for divine provision for feeding. And after she gave me the feed, she gave me money to feed for feeding for the week. Oh, like, put your hands together for the Lord. After she prayed her food, she gave her money to buy food. Amen. So Tina, what would you like to tell the church? So I'd like to tell the church that we are in a great church. Believe in the prayers of our mother. Yeah. Believe in the word. Because the Sunday before that, she preached on faith. And wow. I, I yeah. believed strongly with my heart. And I knew that something was going to happen. And it really happened to me. Amen. Wow. Put your hands together for Tina. I remember that Sunday when mommy preached on faith. I remember that Sunday. There's, there's actually been a lot of testimonies about that particular Sunday. Amen. And I believe that we'll be hearing them here too. We are... We are moving on to our next testimony, also about Miracle Money. I want you to put your hands together for Matilda to give us her testimony. Put your hands together for Matilda. Hi, Matilda. Hi. Please introduce yourself to us. Hello. Good morning. Hi. I'm Matilda from the Africa Hall Center in the Kamsoma wow. region. Okay, so tell us about your testimony. Okay, my testimony is about how I received miracle money. Okay, what happened? Okay. Yes, so I I actually didn't know how to pay tithes. I had never paid tithes. She had before. never paid her tithes before. This is because um, back home, my mom used to pay my tithes for me ever since I was a child, so I didn't see it as my responsibility. That was wow. how I was seeing it. Group tithes, like, it doesn't work like that. Right? But, then, <laughs> but then when I joined this family, I've been hearing testimonies um, from my colleagues, my own colleagues, paying their own tithes. So I was moved. And there was this particular Sunday, mommy actually emphasized on tithes paying after yeah. someone testified. So I was moved. I went to my hostel, and then one dawn, I woke up, like around 12 to 1 a.m. I was so restless. I wasn't able to sleep, so I decided to go online. When I went online, I saw my center director, Abednego, online. Wow. And then I texted him. I just texted him, and I was like, CD, please, I want to be paying my tithes myself. How do I go about it? And then he enlightened me more on how to do it, and then encouraged me to pay. Wow. So, so that very Sunday when I came to church, um, I was sitting behind and I decided to pay my tithes. Um, I hadn't calculated exactly the 10%, but then I was like, I'm giving an amount and then God knows my heart, so I paid the tithes. And that was the first Sunday after the COVID-19, mommy anointed us um, after yeah. paying tithes. So I was anointed by mommy. And then 
That week, like within four days, I was receiving calls from family members I didn't know of. Hey, you'll be receiving calls from family members you don't know in Jesus' name. Lost uncles, old uncles, old nieces and nephews, even grandparents will be calling you to give you money in Jesus' name. They will, call me. Continue. They will call me and then they will tell me I am your uncle and then I took okay, you Okay, they are not introducing themselves. I have, no, I have not heard from you before. I am blessing you with this amount of money. And then, another time too, I received an alert and I saw my dad's name. So, I called him because he had sent me money like not long ago. So, I called him. I was like, Daddy, what should I do with this amount of money? Should I transfer it to my brother or my mom? Or And he was like, take it. It's your money. Hey. So, May you also hear, take it. It's your money in Jesus' name. Like the family members, they were actually like a lot. So I called my mom and I was like, so do I really have this family members? And I never knew of them. And she was surprised. She was surprised as well. Okay, so what would you like to tell the church? Um, first of all, I would like to thank mommy for always being available for us. Yeah. And also preaching to us. And again, I would like to tell the church not to rob God of his 10%. Yes. No matter the circumstance, please remember to always pay your tithes. And also don't just come to church to just listen to the preach. Listen to it and apply it in your life. And your life will never be the same. Trust oh, me. put your hands together for Matilda. When she was sharing her testimony, she said she was restless. So as you are robbing God, you also be restless. <laughs> Alright, I want you to put your hands together for our final testimony from Kwame. <laughs> Introduce yourself to us first. My name is my name is Chelsea Japon. The Bassons of Asia for um Stratus. And I'm um, I'm the center director for Brady Kadush. Wow. Okay. Kwame, tell us about your testimony. Okay, so my testimony is about how I received miracle money. Okay. I, I, I think it was about three weeks, three weeks ago. Um, in the service, mommy said a prayer for us that we should. We paid one, a one Ghana offering. Mommy said a prayer for us. But that week, I was expecting some money to do something, but the money wasn't coming. Hey. You see, aside church, I am a designer too. In the... Okay, okay. Tell us more. Tell us the testimony. Yes. So, so as um, I was waiting for money to do something, but it wasn't coming. So I was like, Charlie. You just want Ghana, let me put all my heart inside and then let me just give it. So, so I put my heart inside. But that week I didn't receive any money. Yes. I was like, no, yeah, well, we move. And then the next Sunday, mommy said the same prayer again. But that Sunday she said another special prayer for the one Ghana. I think right after the prayer, I looked on my phone and then pam. Wow. Hold on. <laughs> he said right after the prayer, he looked on his phone and then what? Unfortunately, nothing happened. 
But the second time, something happened. Some of you may have, you have given you may have given an offering. You said, "Oh God, when? Oh God, like every day I'm giving an offering." But the Lord will remember you, and your phone will also go like, "Pam." Okay, so continue. So the the amount was the amount was surprising because it was not the amount I expected. It like was the regular things you normally it was get. it was wild. It was like it was wild. Wow. And then I think the following week too. I, I, I think I paid my tithe, and Niraja was sitting beside me, and then she saw my voice, like, Ikwam, that's your... And I said, yeah, 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 yeah. Forgive! <laughs> yeah. And I was like, she, she should pay her tithe to work. So um, I'm saying that um, I think you should pay your tithe, because it's not a joke. And then we have a very anointed woman of God in this house. So don't take... So don't take her prayers for granted, and believe all that she teaches us. Amen. Amen. Oh, I want you to put your hands together for all the testimonies we've had in the house today. Today we would have opportunities, not one or two, to tap into them. I want you to be alert when prayers are being said, when it's time for us to give our tithes, when it's time for us to give offerings. Be alert and receive your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. It will fall down.
before you take your seat I want you to just let us just spend two minutes in prayer amen and we're saying Lord the academic year it has to end it has to end hey you are very quiet oh uh-huh. you see some of you are just walking in the system those who have gone home by the ones I don't understand we're praying a prayer amen should I bring you up to date okay so your lecturers went on strike the Labour Commission said the strike is unlawful, they should go back. And they said they won't go. So the strike has now widened to all the 13 campuses that are, yeah. I don't blame them. They know that they will not be heard if they go. So they said they won't go. But you, hey, I said, but who? You, it's your life. <laughs> or you don't get what I'm trying to say. When you are simple of mind, then you say, oh, hallelujah, I'm free. But when you think a little bit, if you don't graduate, you are supposed to graduate 2021, you don't graduate. What exactly? Tell your neighbor, it is what we have seen it before. <laughs> so lift up your voice and praise the Lord. Enter. The Lord should just enter for us. Lord, just enter. Just enter. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray as if you have a voice. You are not a mouse. Pray. Where are the prayer basanta? This is when you should take the microphones and help us to pray. Have mercy on us, Lord. Give him a microphone for me. Help me, Lord. Help us, oh God. Intervene, intervene, intervene. I said, lift up your voice this morning. We are asking for the Lord's intervention. Lord, we want to end our academic year. We want to finish this year properly. We are asking for your blessing. We are asking for your grace. We are asking for your intervention. Hot prayer. Two minutes of hot prayer. Come on. Help from above, Lord. Help from above, Lord. Help from above, Lord. Lord, we ask that you enter the situation for us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we want our academic year to end, Lord. We come back from the fire. We shut the fire, Lord. Father, we lift up the situation before you in the name of Jesus. We lift up Utah on one side. We lift up the powers that be on the other side. Father, we are your children and all we say is that, Lord, we want to end our academic year. We ask you to intervene for us in the name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. And before you sit down, let's make our confession. This is my Bible. Today I'm using the Bible on my phone. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I will never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Take your seat. Amen and amen. Well, ask your neighbor, are you a wise man? 
if you are here, you have not finished your thesis and you are planning to go home. I'm describing you from the pulpit that you are a fool. Finish that thing in the time you have. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. God has delivered you from hotness. So just finish it. Papa, am I saying something wrong? You have a thesis, you have a dissertation to write, which you have not finished. Uh-huh. That's number one. Number two, if you're a medical student, are you here? Of any year, and you are planning to go home, you are another fool. Because you people, no, 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 no. Hey, hey. Unless, of course, you live in a mansion in which you have your own room and things. Most people don't belong to that. That's not the average person. Uh-huh. You were crying that you didn't have time. You are hot. Now steady. Amen. I'm believing God that you will finish the semester. Some people are very quiet. Your minds don't work, oh. Your minds don't work. You have not realized that it is the closing of the school when we closed last year. That's why many people have fee problems this year. Because usually they allow the semester to go before they pay. Then they shut down before they finish paying. And they went home. And when they came back, that one had added to this one. You want to go again? Are you here? Yeah. Grow up. Some of you know that the way the situation is, you just have to finish and then finish. Not that you are going home. There's nothing. Even how you return to school. Hey. Uh-huh. So don't go and follow some rich man's child who doesn't have brain. They will be in and helping the person. Who. Hey. Uh, ask your neighbor, please. Your father and your mother, are they wealthy? Huh? Where, where exactly? Where do you fit? Uh-huh. Know yourself and know your state and know your case. Are you in the, in the church today? Are you understanding? I'm only giving you this advice because I like you. That's all. Yeah. And also because I've also been to school. Yeah. Amen. And I know that many times you are just hot for that thesis. You are just hot. Amen. So try and do your best. But in the middle of the doing best, your best, we are also going to do some things. Because there's time. It means you are not writing exam this week too. And you are not writing next week too. No, it's true. If you were going, if you were going to be writing next week, they would have had to say it now. Yes. Now. So you are not writing next week too. That's one we know. So you have at least two weeks. Minimum. So we're going to do two things. For those who like such things. Tuesday, I declared a day of prayer in this church. We will pray the day. 6 a.m. will end at 6 p.m. Yeah, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I know that some of you said minus you. That's your business. But those of us who know that we need God, we will be here. We are just coming to life flat before him. Oh, yes. Yeah. The reason why you are waiting for good luck is because you don't pray. But when you pray, you call God into the things that you are doing. Many of you are finishing, not so many, some are in their fourth year. What's next? You don't know. You don't know. The best way is to talk to God about it. So we'll be here. Amen. We're going to do 12 hours of praying. Some of you have never done two hours there before, but we'll start at 6 a.m. and we will end at 6 p.m. Amen. Is it a good prayer time? Is it a good idea? Now, the second thing, eh, you see, I have been watching these dancers the whole semester. And we were supposed to have had Boogie King and it was swept aside. It was swept aside because we had a lot of visitors coming so we couldn't do it. But to me, now I'm watching them, I'm excited in life. So, (laughs) 
I think we, in this week, two weeks that we have, we should do the Boogie King. I think we should just do it. We should just do it. We should just do it. You are not going to use the whole day to rehearse. You learn, then you rehearse. You learn, then you rehearse. Amen? Can it work Friday the 13th? Or you need one more week? You see, one more week, we don't know how things will be. Can we try? No, they are the ones who are going to learn the dances. So all the dances you have been doing, and that's just freshen them up. Yeah. So on Friday, after you have learned, please, if you don't learn, the excitement is not interesting. But when you learn and there's tension and your head is paining you and you are tired, that's the time you now come to watch something and release tension. Is that okay? So we are learning this week. Agenda 5, it has not backed down. 10 hours a day. Yeah. The only day off is Tuesday because we are praying. Do your 10 hours a day. Friday the 13th, let's be here. That's this coming Friday. What time? 6 p.m. or 7 p.m.? 7 p.m. It's only Qatar we are going to miss. He has been called as a judge to the Bantama Boogie King. <laughs> Mercy. So, Qatar, unless you can find them a capable replacement. Come again. He says he's the idea. I see Michaelis. We'll not even mind you. And it will not be a long night, but it will be a good night. Amen. It won't be long, but it will be good. So go and study and then come and release tension wild. Amen. Some of you, I know you are saying, my nose, me. I don't mind at all. Those of us who are here will have fun. That's all. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, can you be advised? Hmm. Well, this, this month I am starting another um, series and we'll keep it going for as long as we can. And um, I'll be sharing with you from this book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. And it has been excellently timed because when I say excellently timed at this time of the year and also for some of you at this stage of your life. Yeah. If you're in your first year, you have suddenly discovered that you are an adult. Sorry, you have suddenly discovered that you are supposed to be an adult. Whether you're really an adult, I don't know. And for those who are finishing, you're going to be entering into the working world. You know, sorry, before I get into my topic, do you people still have my medic medicine list there? The one we wrote yesterday. Good. COVID is everywhere. So we have the prescription the doctors give when you start to have a fever, if you have a fever, you should not be here. If you've lost your sense of smell or taste, you should not be here. Are you there? If your roommate also has it, you should not be here. This is the medication list that they give. Take out your phone and put it there. Put it on your phone and keep it. Is that okay? I would suggest to you that instead of waiting for it to catch you, you buy it and you take it. It's also given as a prophylaxis. Prophylaxis is what you give to prevent. Are you there? Are you there or you have traveled? Yeah. So take a screenshot or write it out. Uh, please, number two, the zinc sulfate, it is to be dissolved, I beg you. It's not to be swallowed, it's to be dissolved. Buy it and take it. Is that okay? All those who reported to us last week and the week before we put them on it, many of them are back here with us and they are okay. Yeah, they are okay. I had some on Friday night texting me. 
I can't smell, I can't taste, my head aches, my joint aches. This morning, they already texted me that, oh, I'm okay, I'm up and about. I'm just the one who has restricted them from coming. Because if they come, they are still able to transmit it to you. So for once in your life, let your head work. Do you understand? Hello? Some of you, I don't like medicine. Yeah, you don't like medicine, you like sickness. That's what you are saying. So don't give it, that. don't, don't, don't take us there. It's not for liking of sickness. It's that we don't want. So get it and take it. Is that okay? And please, it is not my prescription. This is a prescription from the cath doctors who take care of. Yeah, it is. And when you go to the hospital here, they won't even give you this list. They used to. But now they are so overwhelmed, they won't give you anything. So long as you can move, they'll tell you that go and be in your room. And quarantine yourself as if you are not there with other people. So please get it and take it. Is it an, are we agreed? Yeah. And if you are in the service with the fever, please go home. Just go home. Or you cannot smell. Because you are transmitting it to those near you. When I say wear your mask, it's because I know the type of people we are. Hey! I'm sorry now you're dangerous. Well, I have just a few minutes to share with you. In the next few weeks, I'm not attempting to do an in-depth study. I'm just attempting to browse over many things because in this life, many people have spoiled their life with disloyalty. When you are an unfaithful person, many spoil their lives. There are many unfaithful men. They have money or whatever, and then they begin to hop from woman to woman. Those who surprise me are the ones who don't have anything in their pocket and are still moving. And... <laughs> There are quite a number of them. And many of them spoil their lives. Yeah. They spoil their lives. I have a relative. He has, he has, he has five sons. Yes, he had five sons and one daughter. And because of his unfaithfulness, he was a wealthy man. He died alone. He choked on his own vomit and he died. Yeah, because when you are unfaithful and you roam like that, the people you go to are also unfaithful. So now when he had his issues, the one person who would have cared for him is the one person he had maltreated. Hey, are you in the house? Yeah. And there is a price for unfaithfulness. There is a price for disloyalty. Are you there? And that price is the spoiling of a life. And so that is why today I'm going to be talking about this for the next few weeks from different angles so that you can see the different angles from which you're being unfaithful but you don't know. Because this loyalty is not an event. It is a process. It's something you start somewhere then it snowballs on you until you find yourself somewhere else. Are you in the house? Hey. This morning I'm talking about the stages of disloyalty and I'm going to select one person who's going to help me. When I say select a Bible character, who's going to help us understand how it works. But let me just give you the first stage. The first stage, when you start on the road to becoming an, a disloyal person, you begin to, th- you, you, you look for some evil independence. Why do I call it evil independence? Because there's independence that comes in the right t- at the right time and in the right way. And there's evil independence. It becomes evil when it's in the wrong way. It becomes evil when it's at the wrong time. Are you here? So those of you who are 25 years old, 30 years old, you finish school, you go home and you say, oh, I want to take a job and I'm going to be living near my job. You have not sinned. It's not a crime. Because at that age, you have become an adult. In fact, according to the state of Ghana, at 18, you're an adult. It's a wonder to me because many of you are 19 point. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I mean, you have been looked after, you have been fed, you've been cared for. The time has come for you also to begin to make your way in the world. It's not a sin to say that you are, you know, making a bid for independence. But when you are in Jesus, 13 years old, 14 years old, I won't stay here again, I'm going. That is evil independence. Are you understanding it? It's the same activity. I'm going to stay somewhere else. But for one, the timing is right. For the other, the timing is not right. You are still under somebody. So when you move out, when you have independence that is not real, it's evil independence. Are you in the house? And I need to tell you that none of us is totally independent. None. Everybody answers to something or to somebody. For example, if you are here, you are in KNUST if you are in this service. This is a campus service and most of you are from KNUST. You are bound by the rules of KNUST. True or lie? You can't just wake up and say that you won't do. And those of you who do, you suffer the repercussions. They tell you that you have 20 lectures in a week and you go to five. You will reap it. Ah. That's why in my prayers at times I have to ask for mercy for you because I don't understand how you can have 20 hours and then you go to five. Hey, you are not independent of the course that you have chosen of the school that you are under you are not independent you are not and if you try to be it's evil independence and it's the beginning of disloyalty it's the beginning of, and you see when you begin to show disloyal characteristics it's, it is a character trait it's not a spiritual thing it's a character trait you are likely to be disloyal in other things as well yeah not just in your school way. it just goes in many things Hey, are you there? So the first stage is the independent stage where you don't do what is expected of you or when you don't do what you are supposed to do or you don't go where you are supposed to go. That is the independent stage. Hallelujah. The second stage is where I want us to begin our study of a young man. Let's go to 2 Samuel. I'll tell you that today I'm using... Okay. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 13. I want to read a story for you because that story will now give you the background to a problem somebody had and how that problem led him into trouble. Some of you are into trouble in problems, but you have to handle it well. Otherwise, it can take you where you actually didn't intend to go. So let us meet a young man called Absalom. 2 Samuel chapter 13. I'm taking my story from verse 1. It came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. <laughs> this Amnon is her brother, but it's her half-brother, same father, different mother. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have no business with your father's child or your mother's child. You have no such business. <laughs> You have no such business. And for the most of us, they are like just brothers. But in this case, it became something else. I'm continuing. And Amnon was so vexed. Okay, let me read from my screen until they do the attempts. That he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend. Ask your neighbor, who is your friend? Who is your friend? Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shimea, David's brother. 
And Jonadab was a very subtle man. You won't see it immediately. He was an evil guy. And he said, so it was, it was now Jonadab who said, that's why some friends should live your life. You see, I'm not like the girl, but he didn't do anything until Jonadab came and said, why art thou being the son's king, son, the king's son, lean from day to day? Will you not tell me? And I'm not said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. And Jonadab said to her, lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick. And when thy father comes to see thee, say to him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat and dress the meat in my sight, and that I may see it and eat it at her hand. So Amnon lay down and made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto him, I pray thee, let Tamar, my sister, come and make a couple of cakes in my, in my sight that I may eat at her hand. Then David sent home to Tamar saying, go now to thy brother Amnon's house and dress him meat. So he didn't think of anything. Oh. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house and he was laid down and she took flour and kneaded it and made cakes in his sight and did bake cakes. Now this is where the thing becomes tenuous. Verse 9. And she took a pan and poured them out before him but he refused to eat. And Amnon said have out all men from me and they went out every man from him. Girl, use your head, okay? And Amnon said unto Tamar, Bring the meat into the chamber that I may eat of thy hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon, her brother. And when she had brought them unto him to eat, he took hold of her and said to her, Come lie with me, my sister. come, my sister. And Yahweh, did you not think that something is wrong? And she answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not disfile this folly. And I, I, and I, whither shall I cause my shame to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore, I pray thee, speak to the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. In those days, relatives were married. How be it, he would not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her and lay with her. I hope a young lady listening, your brain is working this morning as you are reading. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot overcome the guy. You can't. Yeah. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred with which he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said to her, Arise, be gone. And she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other that thou didst unto me. But he would not hearken unto her. <laughs> then he called his servant that ministered unto him and said, Put now this woman. You see, now she's this woman. Eh, you be there. The guy says he loves you. You be there. Go and sleep with him. You become this woman. <laughs> Put now this woman out from me and bolt the door after her. And she had a garment of diverse colors upon her. For with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparelled. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. And Tamar put ashes on her head and rent her garment of diverse colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying. And Absalom, her brother, said, Has Amnon, your brother, been with you? But hold your peace. He's your brother. Regard not this thing. Regard not this thing that has fought her life. Because in those days, that's the end of it. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. It's a very sad story. Are you there? Verse 21. 
But when King David heard of all these things, he was very wroth. That's all. He was just angry. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. For Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar. This is one of the saddest stories in the Bible and we're going to see how it affects not Tamar but Absalom. Are you here? Now, when this thing happened to his sister, the sister had been raped by the half-brother, the provisions of the law of Israel say what should be done to a young man who acts as Amnon did. The Bible says in verse 21 that King David was very wroth. Well, King David, this your anger is absolutely useless. There is an instruction what you should do to your son. But if you have read David's story well, you will see that one of his weaknesses in life were his relatives, his children and his relatives. He was not able to handle them. And so he was angry, but he did nothing about it. Amnon was not punished in any way. Are you there? So the story continues, and in verse 22, we see something. The Bible says that Absalom says neither good nor bad to his brother Amnon. I want to ask you if it is a reasonable reaction. In those days, if a girl was not a virgin, she was not married, and that was it. She's a spinster for life. Somebody has to look after her for life. That's it. It's over. It's over. So her life, it was what had been ruined. Are you here? Absalom does not charge to Amnon's house, does not go to blast Amnon, does not say anything, does not fight him in the marketplace, nothing. He is quiet. Why? Because when you are becoming disloyal, two things happen. I told you first stage is independent. The second stage is offense. When you get offended and you don't heal, something begins to work in you. And there are some of you who are here, something has happened, and you are just there. You have begun your progression. I told you, disloyalty is not an event. It's a process. So number one, you're offended, and you did nothing about the offense. You didn't try to heal from the offense, because there are some offenses that you cannot correct it by going to the person. Are you there? Your father has, and your parents, they have decided that they are going their own way. You are in the middle. What can you do about it? I'm asking what you can do about it. You can cry, but you can't do anything about it. Two adults, when they were coming together, you were not there. They didn't ask your advice. In the same way, they are not asking your advice. They are going their way. And you are standing there, you can see that this thing is going to affect you. There's not much you can do. So offense has come, a hurt has come. But when heads come, you need to deal with them because heads are very, very dangerous things. Let's look at them. It's the Bible that we are studying. Tell your neighbor, it's the Bible you are studying. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 10. And then shall many be offended. And when they are offended, what will they do? And shall betray one another and shall hate one another. So you see that the fruit of offense, if you leave it there, it will lead to wilder things. It will make you a very some way person. You become a betrayer. It's part of the process. Disloyal people betray. Are you there? And people hate one another. Nobody with hatred in his heart is going to heaven. Take me to another scripture, Hebrews chapter 12. 
Let's look at verse 15. I'm looking for another scripture here. Let me see where I can find it. Hmm. Yeah. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. So the first thing that happens when you are offended and you don't leave it, you, first of all, that offense becomes bitterness. Are you seeing it? And the Bible says that it troubles you. You are the first person who is troubled by bitterness. Let me show you something. Now, let us assume that I have had a situation with somebody who is sitting here. Are you there? This is my house. And the market is over there. Are you, are you here? Now, I, ha- I am offended. And I am bitter against somebody here. The shortest way or the best way for me to get to that market is to go this way. But because I am offended, I'm now going to find my way. Are you there? Where's the market? Over there. Where was my house? So what I'm doing doesn't make sense. Have you seen where I'm passing? I've never come here. Please, good morning. (laughs) Are you there? Look at where I passed though. I've gone all this way just because somebody's annoying me in the front over there all the way I've increased my transport bill I've increased my marketing time I've increased my expenditure and everything I've now reached the market but if I'd come the shortest way I would have finished everything and I would have been back when you are offended and you don't heal from the offense you become strange you become troubled your life becomes complicated are you in the house? Things that don't hurt people hurt you. When you have a wound, is bathing not complicated? But bathing is not a complicated matter. If we don't even think before we bath. We just go and we bath. But now you have got something on your leg. It's paining you. You are now calculating. If we don't take care, cry you bath. You are, not, you are bathing, oh. You have put your leg somewhere. And you are bathing. Offense, when it doesn't heal, it makes a caricature out of you. No, because we don't bath like this. Hey, the church has become tenacious. Are you here? Water that does not hurt anybody is painful to you because of your offense. Soap that we use. I mean, I can't imagine bathing without soap. Yeah, I mean, one of my joys, I'm a collector of liquid soaps and I'm doing this one, I'm using this. I can't do that because of a wound. When you allow offense to fester, it begins to trouble you. Some of you here, you have meant your father. It is going to trouble you. I'm not cursing, it's the word. You see, he says that lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, it disturbs your mind. There are girls you cannot even see a good guy properly because your whole vision is clouded by an offense to somebody else. Recently I was talking to some people. I said, the person over whom you have quarreled is sleeping. The person is asleep. Now what? What the hell? Absalom did not speak but he was troubled. Are you seeing it? Now there's a second part 
to this bitterness. It says, and thereby many be defiled. When you become an offended person who is progressing on the road of unfaithfulness, you see, a road is a road. Whatever you say, the road from Kumasi to Akra, it will always lead that in that direction. Whether you gravel it or not, we are going to Accra. Whether you know it or not, your offense is taking you down that road. So the first thing that happened to Amnon, remember, he's offended. He entered the second, the next stage, stage number three, very quickly. Passivity. When you're offended, Matimehu. So you were active in church. Oh. We used to see you active in church, but now you're offended. And you have begun to progress to the back of the church. There are people sitting in the back of the church because when they came, the front was full. But there are also people who used to sit further forward, who were part of things. But today, offense has made you. Matimehu, I won't say anything about anything anymore. And you are now at the back. Watch out. You are on your way out. You are on your way. Hey. You are what? You're on your way. When you see, that is why you should advise yourself and return quickly. You need to say to yourself, hey, this my quietness is not doing me any good. Oh yeah. You think you're the only person who has been there? I don't know of anybody who, who is working in the church at a certain level who has never been hurt before. I don't know of any. I don't know of any. If you have not been hurt, then it means you are probably half outside the church. You are not in. But if you are almost in, by all means, as I'm passing, I'll make a mistake and I'll hit Salah. As I'm passing, I'll make a mistake and I'll not come in. It's just part of life. <laughs> but I can give you one way not to be hurt again in your life. One way. You'll never be hurt again. This one way. Shall I give it to you? Hey. The other side, I cannot hear you. Should I tell you the one way you will not be offended, you will not be hurt again? You are really sure you want to hear? There is one way by which you will never be hurt again. Die. Just die. It's a dead body that does not feel anything anymore. It's a dead body. You can take it from the mortuary, you can throw it. Big brain. Nothing. Yeah. But if you are alive in Kwandia, Somebody is by all means going to offend you. So why are you now saying that, hey, me dear, I'm going to leave the church because I'm hurt. Your family has nobody hurt you before. Did you leave your family because you were hurt? Uh, Debbie, you have brothers. Have they annoyed you before? Did you leave the Abuaji family because they annoyed you? Are you not still in the house? Are you not still in the... So, so why do you say you are going? I'm asking somebody. I said, why do you say you are going? Have you not seen that Satan has planned to delete you? I have not come here to make a defense. I am not saying that there is no hurt. Can you not see that Absalom had a reason to be hurt? Ah, this man has come to spoil my sister. And you are father. You cannot even implement the law. You cannot even reprimand it. Your anger, what's the use of it? Is the anger going to solve anything? Are you here? He had a reason. Never make that mistake. Never make that mistake. The fact that you have a reason to be hurt will not preserve you from the bitterness that is coming and from the calamity that is coming on the way. That is why I'm saying to you that you need to heal. You need to heal. 
and but my father, he has not looked after us. It is true. But the truth is that you don't know the circumstances. That's the truth. And you are on your way to becoming another one like that. Hey. Are you there? So we can see. Absalom immediately becomes passive. The Bible says that he said nothing. I find his reaction very some way, honestly. Ask your neighbor, what would you have done? At least go to the guy's house, slap him, eh? <laughs> oh, I'm saying something wrong. Go and pour petrol into his uh, things. Steal oil. I mean, do something. You can't do nothing. Hey. <laughs> so what happens to him? What happens? I want you to see what the calamity of this young man's life. <laughs> Even though he was rightfully angry. Ah, let's continue. Verse 23. It came to pass after two full years. I'm amazed that the Bible says full years. <laughs> it wants you to know that for 24 months, the guy said nothing. He said nothing to Amnon. <laughs> after two years. <laughs> <laughs> Absalom had sheep shearers in Balhazor, which is beside Ephraim. And Absalom invited all the king's sons. And Absalom came to the king and said, Behold, now thy servant has sheep shearers. Let the king, I beseech thee, and his servants go with thy servant. In other words, I'm inviting the whole family to my um, party. And the king said to Absalom, Nay, my son, let us not all go now, lest we be chargeable to you. In other words, it will be too expensive. And he pressed him, howbeit he would not go, but he blessed him. Then Absalom said, If not, I pray thee, let my brother Amnon go with us. And the king said, Why should he go with you? Absalom pressed him that he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded, You see, hey, use your head, oh. Absalom and Amnon had not spoken for two years. The last time we had any contact was when you raped my sister. You two, they are calling to party. You are going. Okay. <laughs> Absalom. <laughs> now, Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, Marky, in other words, take note. When Am Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and I say unto you, smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not. Have not I commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. Hmm. Uh, do you understand or you do not understand? Can you see or you cannot see? Hmm. And the servants of Absalom did unto Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose and every man got to his meal and fled. Are you there? Can you begin to see the beginning of trouble? He said nothing. When he rose up, he killed the guy. And then he ran away. So when he ran away, he lived in exile for some time. He stayed away for some time. But exile, after a while, you come back. Remember that the guy is still offended. The offense has not gone. He has... Ah, where will it go? <laughs> He had sorted out his brother, but he had not yet sorted out his father. You say, hey, 
Verse 15. <laughs> hey. So he was offended and then he was passive. With regard to his brother, he struck immediately. With his father, he did not strike immediately. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 15. If I were you, I'd do a whole study on this, this thing. Just read the whole story and be blessed. Hey. Hmm. Now, by chapter 15, he has gone on his eyes. He is back. He has still meant his father. <laughs> Those of you who mean people and you put it in your bottom box and you put it in your heart. It is festering there and it is poisoning you. Hmm. You would have thought it is poisoning somebody else but it's you that is poisoning. Are you here? It came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, thy matters are right and good, but there is no man deputed of the king to hear you. Absalom has entered into another stage. Because when you have been passive for a while, you now become critical. Now you can see all the things that don't work. After all, you are passive doing nothing. So you have time to look at what doesn't work. Anywhere that you go there looking for something to criticize, you'll see it. You'll see it. So he now installs himself by the gate of the city. And as the people are coming to see the king, look at what he says. Absalom says, oh, that I may judge in the land, that every man which had any suit or cause might come unto me and I will do him justice. Verse 5. And so it was that when any man came nigh to him to do him a business, he put forth his hand, took him and kissed him. He is, he is getting people to support him. And in this manner, <laughs> did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment and so Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel some of you are coming from places where the assistant pastor has stolen the hearts of the pastor of the church hmm. are you there? hey you are very quiet oh. as for this our pastor we don't know he doesn't have time for people it's lady of whom we like she has time for us. As for this, our bishop, we don't know what she's about. They call her Episcopal sister. I wonder what that is. <laughs> Are you there? What is he doing? When you criticize, people who criticize a lot, they like to have a following. So they'll criticize and criticize and then they begin to get people who begin to follow after them. Please take us back to the scripture before. Take us back to the scripture before. In this manner, they said that he stole the hearts of the men of Israel. A lot of people do this. Yeah. Because the hearts of the people, your hearts belong to Bishop Dag, not to me. And that's why when I stand here, I make you clear you cannot be here and not know who the founder of this church is. Hey, are you in the house or you have left? Yeah. Yeah. And then when we come to the local church, I am here. Are you there? You cannot have a shepherd 
who is gathering your heart after him. Some of you are like that. When your shepherd speaks, you do. When others speak, you don't do. Hey, you are out of order. You are totally out of order. That's what Absalom was doing. He was stealing the heart. And, but you see, the thing is that it's my shepherd who looks after you. Did you know your shepherd before I place the person there as your shepherd? Why is the person there? The person is a representation of the head. Why am I here? I'm a representation of the head. The man lives in Accra. How is he going to be your direct pastor all the time? So he put somebody there. I have no right to take your heart and say that it's me. No, it's wrong. It's wrong. And some of you who are, who are workers, that's what you do. That the people have their heart to you. And that is why when you are now transferred, they can't bear it. But when you now leave the school, they cannot bear it because I cannot have another shepherd. How can you not have another shepherd? How? Hey. Hmm. That's become tensious in the house. <laughs> yeah. You should understand it and understand it well. Love your pastor by all means, but know that that person is standing in the stead of somebody. And you must never make a difference, a, a mistake. That's why I've never stood here to take an offering for myself before. Never. But I will stand here in a few months' time and I will take an offering from the church members as we go to honor our Father. I'll collect it. Yeah. And I'll collect it strongly. Hey, you have become silent, pal. <laughs> How can you see how you can easily misfire? Yeah. Absalom misfired totally. This is his, his end beginning to happen. Tell your neighbor, we're beginning to see the end of the story. Because you are hurt, you will, not, you will not leave the head. Then you become critical. Some of you have criticized your father. Your biological father. There's a political party in your house, you and your brothers. <laughs> Against your father. Mercy. Tell anybody they are talking to you. Hmm. Where are we? Just a moment. Let me see if I want to continue here. Mm-hmm. So, you see him. Now he's at the political stage. He has stolen people who are not his. The people who are following him. The Bible says that they followed in the simplicity of their mind. Now you are about to see him enter the next stage. When you get here, your end is near. It came to pass after 40 years. The man has held the bitterness for 40 years. That Absalom said to the king, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow which I vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. He's trying to use spiritual things too. Verse 9. Oh, people. And next episode, I should bring me a Bible so I can read in peace. And the Lord said, Go in peace. So the, the king didn't think that there was anything. And he arose and he went. Verse 10. But Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. What had happened? He had reached almost the end of the process into disloyalty. And that stage he had reached is called the stage of deception. It is total deception to believe that you can fight your father and win. It is deception. To think that you can fight your head and win. Total deception. Have you not noticed that all the nations that rose up and they rebelled, have you not seen that they didn't get what they wanted? Including Ghana. Hmm. 
answer. Are you saying that uh, the white man should be? No, you just look at the facts in front of you. Just look at it. Just look at it. No, I also don't want to be ruled by a white man. But we didn't investigate if there was another way to get out. What we need was to rebel. And the generations after us, they didn't learn. Was it not a few years ago we had Arab Spring? And the Arabs also rose up in rebellion against their leaders. Give me one nation that's okay. Since. Since. All of them catastrophe. If you see, Libya is the most heartbreaking of them all. Complete catastrophe. Total, total mess. And so, are you saying that the leader, what I'm saying is that maybe the leader should not have been there. Maybe. But rebellion is not the answer. Rebellion is also not an answer. That's what I'm saying. It is also not an answer. Hey. Hmm. Are you attentious? Absalom reached a place where deception had now taken over. And the deception was that he could fight against his father. And I'm speaking to some children here today. You think you can fight your father. You better back down from there. Your life is about to be destroyed. You cannot. Even when he's wrong. There is another way. Rebellion. So he was deceived. And he went to fight. Let us see the effects of the fighting. It's all in the story. Oh, I don't have to go far. Bible, yeah. I believe we have to go to 2 Samuel 18 to see what happened next. The room is very quiet as you ponder. <laughs> so the fight and all that happened. Verse 10. 2 Samuel 18 verse 10. A certain man saw and told Joab and said, Behold, I saw Absalom hanged in an oak tree. He was not yet dead. <laughs> Continue to verse 14. Verse 14. Then said Joab, I may not tarry with thee. And he took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom while he was yet alive in the midst of the oak. And ten young men that bore Joab's armor compassed about Absalom and slew him. The end of all rebellion is execution. The end of all rebellion is execution. If you look into Ghana's history, every coup maker, except the last one, died violently. Hey, bless you. Every coup maker, all of them. I don't know about you, but me, I was alive when the revolution happened. And I mean, they were men, they were, many of them had just gone about their own business. And they were there and they were told, report to Ghana Barracks. When they reported, a few days later, they were shot. Because the end of rebellion is execution. From today, know that disloyalty is not the way to go. It destroys your life. It's not the way to go. Pastor, then what is the way to go? Go and ask God for every situation. <laughs> yeah. Just know that this is not the one. This is not the one. Have we not seen churches split so many times over rebellion? over and over and over and over again unless you were asleep or you were a child in diapers and they come and say oh the Lord has spoken to me usually it's not the Lord that has spoken usually it is offense and usually the offense is because I'm not paid enough or I was not given this or I was not given that hey the church is quiet oh. I wonder what you are quiet about 
You see, this message on loyalty, we have preached it so often in the church, and you're going to hear more of it because at a point, I think we slow down. But we have seen them in our house as well. We have seen those who have risen up. You are now seeing them because these ones are on social media. But I can show you the one from 1995. Yeah. So we have lived long enough to see the scripture executed. We have never touched them. We have never done them. We have just left them. And you see it happening. Are you in the house? I'll tell you a true story to end. One day, a certain pastor said that we were not ordaining him in time. So, (laughs) we are sorry. (laughs) You see, don't go looking for title and just do the work of God. Yeah. I have sheep. I brought them up in the church. They became bishops before me. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I said, doesn't matter. Will we go to heaven because of title? Anyway, he was offended. So he created issues. He had a nice church in Accra, one of our branches. And then he rose up and he rebelled. And this was the source of the rebellion. I'm hurt because they have not minded me. Eh? Within two years, every time you see a rebel like that, somebody is funding it. Somebody is paying for it too. You know. Are you there? Within two years, all the people he gathered, because he took the whole church. So our church was standing there. We had a building. It was standing there. We had to rebuild the church. And he moved them somewhere else. Within two years, the church was had scattered. The people who had moved with him, various things had happened. What do you think happened to the 200 who followed Absalom? If Absalom died, do you think they are alive? Anyway. But it's the story of one of them in particular that I want to tell you. Because that man, he was the financier of the rebellion. His entire house bent on top of him. His wife died in the burning and two of his children. He survived and one of his children survived. When we heard of it, we could not believe it. It was Bishop Intefo who went to see him in the hospital. You see, when bad things happen to you, people don't come to look after you. And he discovered that this man, he would die. And he organized and we looked after the guy till he came out of the hospital. Are you there? And when he came out, he acknowledged that what he had done was wrong. And he told Bishop himself, when you are preaching loyalty and disloyalty, call me. I will come and stand and tell the people that this is my scars. It's from disloyalty. Are you there? The pastor who said he was, who organized the rebellion, recently came to visit us. And he came to visit Bishop and he told Bishop, he said, my daughter is now a student in the university. And when she went, she heard that her father is an orangu. That's how we call rebels. And the man began to weep. Are you there? It's not worth it all. It's not what? Worth it. Tell your neighbor you cannot fight your father. Yeah. You can't. Don't try it. Hey, but the way, hey. Let's agree you cannot fight him. Then now let's go and look to God. What can we do? Are you here? Oh, are, we, are you here? the offense that may be sitting in your heart young lady, have you not seen ladies who they are now 42 50, they are not married or they have broken up because of an offense every time your mother talks about your father, her voice is shaking hey, she should heal or we beg her because of this one man, she never married again one broken heart hey, 
Ask your neighbor that one broken heart in tea. <laughs> one broken heart. <laughs> so let me show you the solution to your broken heart this morning. Take me to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 44. Matthew 5, 44. I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. All of these are impossible if you don't do the end of their best. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Young lady, that guy who broke your heart, start praying for him for today. From today. You are not praying. Hold on, hold on. You are not praying that he's coming back to you. You are not praying that he'll be. Just pray for him as you pray for any family member. What are you doing? One of the days when you look up, the pain in your heart is gone. It's gone. You are just neutralizing the whole thing. That's all. Yeah. Pray for them that despitefully use you and abuse you. As you pray, it, it seems as though God just delivers you and removes the head. I'm not preaching theory to you. I'm preaching what I have experienced in my life. One day I'll tell you that story. Maybe next week. Yeah. About a time when I also realized I was offended. And I was becoming passive. I woke my husband up in the middle of the night. I said, hey, if you don't pray for me, I'm on my way. But I was still hurt. This was my deliverance verse. Yeah. And I began to wake up and to pray for the person. And one day I just woke up. My heart was just free. There was nothing left there. Hallelujah. Tell anybody it is possible. Tell the neighbor on the other side, don't spoil your life. Don't spoil your life. And tell your neighbor that even though I love you, I may hate you by mistake. Don't make it the end of the world. Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. And those of us who are pastors here, this morning we are saying that if you are walking here, we have hurt you. We are sorry, okay? We hurt you because we are human. And we don't know everything. Forgive us. Don't let it spoil your life. Don't let it be the reason why you say, I won't go to church again. Yeah, don't let it be the reason. Stand to your feet. This morning, as you stand to your feet, I want you to pray because many of you in the house, you are offended. How do I know? I just feel it. I just feel it in my spirit. You're going to practice what we said in the scripture. Pray for that person. If you start to cry, it's not unusual. When I started to cry, I pray for the person, I cried as if something. But the pain disappeared. Lift up your voice and start to pray. If it is your father, pray for him. Not about your issue. Pray for him this morning. If it's your mother, pray for her. Your uncle, your aunt, your neighbor. Some of you, you are walking around with your heart on your sleeve. Please remove it from your sleeve and put it in your chest. Ha. Ah, there you are your head every day. What? Just pray. We're not singing, we are praying. Just pray. Just pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice. Pray for those who have hurt you. Say, Father, forgive them. And lift up their lives before God. Lord, watch over them. Lord, take care of my father. Help him in his issues. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Oh, yes. 
mama. Lift up your voice and pray. Man, no Lift up your voice and pray. Me shanda la baba. Yendele bebele bebele. Me kabra sama shanda la baba. Me kamu no brosendele bebele. Manda la baba la baba. Me shendele bebele 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 bebele. Manda la baba la baba la baba la baba. Ekendele bebele 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 bebele. Asanda la baba la baba. Yendele bebele bebele. Manda la brasa na la baba. Oh Father, have mercy on us. Have mercy on us, Lord. If it's somebody you work with, somebody around you, today let go of that offense. Today let it go. Don't cry over it again. Let it go right from now in the name of Jesus. Don't cry over it again. Father, I thank you for each one here in this service. Lord, you know the offenses that are in our hearts. This morning we take them and we place them in front of you. We choose to leave them there, Lord. It is not that we have not been wronged or whether we were right, but Lord, we refuse to go down this path of disloyalty. And so we take every pain and we put it at your feet, believing that you are delivering us and showing us a better way in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this morning, you've not given your life to Jesus. Sometimes because of bitterness and pain, you have closed yourself off from God. But this morning, he's still calling you. And you are here and you want to just come to him and give him your life. You want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. Just where you are, just lift up your right hand. And we want to pray. Just lift it up. Just lift it up. If you are outside, lift it up. Just lift it up. Just lift it up. God bless you. Just lift it up. If your hand is lifted, God bless you. I see your hand. Come to me from where you are. From outside, let them help you to come. Just come. Just come. God bless you. Just come. Give him your life. Just come. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. Softly, please. God bless you. Just come. Maybe you realize you have been so hurt. The hurt has driven you far from God. Join them and come. Today, we are renewing our commitment to Him. We are renewing your commitment to Him. Just step forth and come. Maybe you've gone far from God because of the events of life. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. You want to say, Lord, today I'm putting it all down and I'm renewing it. I'm renewing my commitment to you. Not because you've not been hurt, but because you are choosing to put it down. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Maybe because ever since that guy hurt you, you have been dead to God. You're saying, God, why didn't you stop it? And because of that, you've gone far away from him. Today is a new day. Today is another opportunity. Step out and come. He has not given up on you. Don't give up on him. Just come. 
come and renew your commitment to him come and have a fresh start to your life no reason why your life should spoil over this one person or one thing Hallelujah. thank you as you stand here this morning i want you to pray this prayer after me with all your heart you want to say lord jesus i come to you today as a sinner please wash me in your blood cleanse me of my head cleanse me from my sin please write my name in your book of life lord jesus i come to renew my life with you i come to start my life with you you are my savior and you are my lord thank you for saving me in jesus name and all the saints shall say amen father i pray for each one of your children standing here lord i ask that you will remove that head that has blocked them from hearing you give them a fresh start a new day as they decide to lay it down at your feet offense will no longer block the way in jesus name and i pray for those coming to you for the first time also that lord they also will experience you and will walk with you in the way that they ought to go i thank you for your grace and your mercy in Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIDS. God richly bless you.